for your goodness. We pray, Lord, that your spirit would rest mightily upon us today, Lord. We're, we're so grateful, God, for your presence. We're so grateful, Lord, for all that you are saying and doing uh, here in this church, in our lives, Lord. <laughs> Glory to your name. Hallelujah. So, Father, we pray uh, that your spirit would, uh, uh, would continue to work with us. And, and Lord, may we catch uh, the flow of your spirit. Capture, Lord, uh, your heart. Uh, declare, God, what you're speaking. May we, uh, may we see with spiritual eyes and hear with spiritual ears uh, what the Holy Ghost is saying unto us. And, God, may we be, may we be um, uh, mindful you know, your word says that we need to mind the things of the spirit and uh, the flesh minds the things of the flesh and the spirit the things of the spirit. And so, Lord, let us be mindful of spiritual things, not just here tonight, Lord, but all the days of our life. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you one more time in Jesus' name for all that you're going to do here today. Everybody that believed it said amen. 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 Praise the Lord. All right, then. I'm just going to ask Rachel to come give a testimony. She got a good testimony, and we want to hear it. Amen. Might make Gil uh, take off running, just to let you know. <laughs> um, so, you know, unexpected expenses come up from time to time, little bumps in the road that... Uh, our bank account says, hey, maybe not. Um, so we kind of went through something like that this past week. And uh, I was sitting in the car in the morning lineup with the girls. And I was on the phone with my mom. And I was taking my meds. And I was telling her what was going on. And one of my pills fell. I was like, man, it's right in between my the front seat and the console. So I looked down. And I'm like, OK, where did it fall? Fell right. Y'all, there was a big old wad of cash right when <laughs> my pills fell. <laughs> now, we weren't missing any money. It wasn't the kids' money, because it was way more than they, what they had. Um, did, uh, <laughs> did you plan it there? Was somebody in the car like, you know, all the thoughts were going through my head, and I was like, but we're not missing anything, Lord? So I count the money, and it is right down to the penny of the extra expense that we had had, minus the cost of a piece of a chocolate cake that I was not supposed to have, so that's okay. <laughs> but everything that we had spent that was unexpected was covered right there. I still didn't find the pill, but I found the money. So praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, if that was y'all finding some money, y'all be shouting. <laughs> you know, the Bible, the Bible says rejoice with those that rejoice. And uh, what a testimony. Hallelujah. Um, money found. Amen. Not even money just found and wasn't even. I know, you know, I, people used to tell me this. They said, 
You know, God's not just going to make money appear. He's not a counterfeiter. Well, God don't have to be a counterfeiter. He created, the Bible says all the gold and all the silver belongs to him. God can do anything he wants to do in, 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 in those regards, you know, as far as, and I, here's the thing. I know, I know that there are, you know, God's not, you know, people say God can do anything. Well, he can do anything except contradict his word. But he can certainly gather all the lost money together and put it in your car. Amen. And uh, I don't know about y'all, but I'll take some of that money. Amen. Any kind of money you can get that you don't have to earn is good money. Amen. Thank God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, Lord, thank you. That's awesome. Uh, anybody, uh, anybody else have a quick testimony they might want to share something that the Lord has done for you? Uh, I got a testimony. All right. That sounds like the voice of God there. <laughs> I saw Anna's hand shooting up, so I had to, I had to get the mic real quick. <laughs> no, I have, I have a testimony. You know, we're getting ready for this baby to come, and kind of unexpectedly, you know, we knew that we would have some expenses come up um, as we were getting ready, but we've been spending quite a bit getting ready for the baby, and I wanted to put some money back in savings, and we put back... Three thousand more dollars than we thought we were able going be, than we thought we were going to be able to put back. Um, so that's my testimony. We put back three thousand more dollars, and that money it didn't come from money earned because we didn't qualify for it, but it, we still got it. <laughs> so, amen, amen. It was awesome. So I was able to pay my tithe off of what uh, we received, and I think it was the biggest single tithe amount that I have ever given. So it was awesome. I was so happy. I told Ayla, I'm like, I just gave the biggest tithe I've ever given just now. <laughs> so we got to rejoice over that. It was What awesome. was that, today? Um, no, it, this was, it would have been sun, Sunday. That's awesome, yeah, dude. I think it was on Sunday, maybe the Friday before. <clears throat> I'm going to have to look at it and see yeah. what it is. Amen. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> Now that's awesome, dude. I already told Tyler this when I walked in today, but uh, I went to Duncan before I came to church, and I was on their app. <laughs> this is funny. I was on their app, and I was looking to see what kind of new coffee I want to have because my favorite coffee they don't have anymore. So I go up there, I order the coffee, Irish cream coffee, and I get a little breakfast sandwich. I go up to the window, I'm waiting. She hands me my stuff, and I'm waiting. You know, I even redeemed a free sandwich, so I wouldn't have to pay for it on my app. So I'm like, oh, good. I'm only going to pay for this coffee. She hands me my stuff, and she's like, oh, it's on us today. I'm like, what in the world? I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's so awesome. Thank you. And I'm drinking my coffee. I'm driving off. Do not get Irish cream coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. It is the worst. <laughs> it is the worst. And I try it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, thank you. I know, I'm like, thank God I didn't have to pay for this. And when I said that, the Holy Spirit was so funny. He was like, well, I rebuke the devourer for your sake. <laughs> I could not stop laughing. I was like, I not have to pay for that. So that's my testimony. Awesome. Come give me a hug, big man. Come here, Phoenix. Run up here, buddy. Oh, I love you, man. Look at him. That's a good-looking kid there, man, I'm telling you. Well, I've got uh, I've got a couple of things. I I just got uh, the lawn mowed over at David's house in Dell City. Uh, the guy next door was getting his lawn mowed, and I just offered the the uh, the yard man uh, 
some extra money to do David's yard as well. So hey, come on now. Any extra effort there, and I led him to the Lord. So. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, speaking of, but speaking of David, um, uh, he just had a colonoscopy and whatever G, upper GI uh, test, and uh, they think they may have punctured him somewhere, Ooh. and he's infected and, and in Ooh. a lot of pain. So in the name please, of Jesus. Please pray for David. Listen, let's pray right now. Father, we curse that in the name of Jesus. Lord, whatever them doctors did that was stupid, God, you can fix it immediately in the name of Jesus. So we curse that trouble right now. Lord, we pray for uh, divine repair, a divine healing. In the name of Jesus, we say be healed in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you for healing, health, and wholeness. We rebuke infection. We command it to leave his body. It can't stay, Lord, because you're in him, working in him, and it can't stay in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for healing. Amen. Amen. I have one. <clears throat> I wanted to thank Rachel, though, real quick, because sometimes the Lord does things, <clears throat> and I just don't. I just need to do better about saying, telling everybody. But um, so not many, I, I think maybe the worship team knows, but I've been working on learning the guitar. So uh, I've been needing to do this for a while. So I finally started to get serious, and I was just, telling the Lord that I really wanted a tailor, and he gifted me a tailor. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Praise the Lord. It's a good guitar. Yeah. My favorite. <laughs> Taylor. Taylor cometh in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Well, the Lord's been blessing me, y'all. That's all I got to say. I mean, I, he woke me up this morning, and he woke me up on time, yeah. But anyway, uh, man, the Lord has been blessing us. It's been awesome. So we're super pumped. I'm super pumped about tonight. Man, hadn't it been awesome? How many of you enjoyed Pastor Ben? Good gracious. Listen, Pastor Ben, he was, he was up in there, boy. And I thank God. I thank God for him coming and sharing what he shared. <clears throat> um, not many people know what to do after. And afterward. Boy, I thought that was a great word. Um, so anyhow, let's, uh, let's jump into the word here. Uh, of course, the youth are in here with us tonight. Um, uh, David and Hilda will keep, uh, uh, keep uh, agreeing, being in agreement. You don't have to pray. We prayed, but be in agreement with them for a manifestation of healing in Jack. Uh, Jack continues to fight uh, respiratory uh, trouble. Um, breathing problems and, and whatnot. Of course, we know that um, divine health and healing belongs to us. And so we're, we're standing in agreement for a manifestation of healing in Jack's body. And uh, so keep praying with them. So the youth are in here with us tonight. And uh, it'll be good uh, to have them in here because we can talk about, uh, they can talk about with us the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts and the manifestations uh, <clears throat> or the gifts and ministries of the Holy Spirit. And so, uh, let's uh, go to the book of 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And uh, everybody, if you, uh, if you don't have a paper Bible, at least get out your electric Bible and uh, turn there with me. <clears throat> don't be playing with me and saying that you've got your phone on your Bible 
and you'll be on Facebook. That's not the Bible. That's not the, that's not the book of 1 Corinthians. That's the, that's the book of face. So stay off of that one. <laughs> How would you say that in Spanish? Facebook. Facebook. I know, right? Libro de cara or something, and since they always say it backwards. Anyway, first Corinthians, start, we'll start with the first verse. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Uh, and we, boy, aren't we learning that? Because, you know, there's a lot of people. How many of y'all notice there's lots of people groping around in the dark right now trying to figure out what the world's going on? And, and of course, you know, I, I certainly appreciate that people are, are, are some of them, are, are seeking the face of God, and others are attempting, you know, to seek the face of God. Maybe they, they're not certain how to do that, but it's definitely times like this that, I, <laughs> that I'm glad that uh, I'm at least a little bit learned concerning the things of the Spirit. You know, you'll, uh, you'll really appreciate that you devoted the time to learn the voice of God and to learn how to be led by God's Spirit when things shift in the spirit and you're not behind, you're ahead. Amen. Amen. Where, where you may not have known everything, because that's the way, how many of y'all realize that being led by the spirit, God only shows you what he wants to show you. And he'll show you enough to ensure that it keeps you on the path that he needs for you to be on. And then sometimes he'll reveal all kinds of stuff to you. But it's up to him really what he reveals. But he's, he, when he does reveal things, his revelation will always, uh, I'll, uh, it will uh, seemingly, you'll be ahead of time. And then some people, that's why there's a lot of people, they talk about the prophetic and they'll try to tag you prophetic because you saw, you saw it coming or you knew it before everybody else. It's not prophetic, that's being a Christian, a spirit-led Christian, amen. Uh, so now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Uh, you know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols even as you were led. Uh, wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Uh, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Uh, there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. Now, we, we, we kind of we talked about that a little bit, not in the context I don't think of of our teaching here on Wednesday, but I think I may have expounded on that on a Sunday. There are diversities, there are differences, there are all kinds, and um, we need to be aware that God does all kinds of stuff with all kinds of people. Amen. Amen. Do we need to participate in all of it? No, not necessarily. Uh, we just need to hang out where the Lord wants us. Amen. <clears throat> but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man. Now, there, there's all kinds of manifestations. And those manifestations of the Spirit are given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. Notice it's plural. Uh, to another the working of miracles. To an, to, now notice that. To another the working of miracles. Say working of miracles. Miracles have to be worked. Amen. Okay. To another prophecy. To another discerning of spirits. 
to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one in selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that body of being many are one body, so also is Christ. For, for by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Of course, that's stupid. Uh, if the whole body were an eye, then where are the hearing? And if the whole body were hearing, then where are the smelling? But now hath God set members. And notice, notice this, because... Uh, I'll go to the closer one. I don't need to walk that far. Right now. <laughs> it's, it's important for... Uh, we're, we're going to have to get some kind of contraption that will let me circle stuff while y'all are looking at it, right? Well, you know, that was actually the closest one, wasn't it? So notice, notice it says this, that God, but now God, say God set. If God set, now think about that. If God sets something in place, how, how powerful is that? How powerful, when God, now listen, when God spoke the world into existence, he set the world in place on, exa and on, ex on its axis and set things into motion. God set those things. Now, since God has set them, they've, they remain the same. They've not, they've not uh, in other words, they're not easily moved or easily changed. In fact, they're not changed at all. As much as men try to as much as we do to try to change what God has already set, we haven't been able to change it. <laughs> flat earthers want to change, you know, they want to change the narrative, you know, flat earthers. Uh, people that talk about global warming. You know what? I don't believe in global warming as they, as they try to, um, you know, push it. But I do believe in global melting. One day this whole world is going to burn up. Amen. I mean, it's coming. We're not going to be here, but it's coming. <laughs> but anyway, all these things that men, you know, we, we think too much of ourselves to think that we could take what God set and easily move it or easily change it. So here's what I want you to get out of this. It says, but now God set the members, every one of them in the body as it hath pleased him listen that ought to that ought to give you some confidence that if God set you as a member in the body now you know we could go as far as to say this God has set you as some of you as members at Winner's Church amen, amen. and if God has set you there you know really the only ones that can move us out of that place are us because you know we have free will but it's a pretty powerful thing, God setting things there. Uh, but God set members, every one of them in the body, as it, it's pleased him, next verse. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now, are they many members, yet but one body? And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. I name much more those members of the body which seem to be more 
feeble or necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have we uh, more abundant, abundant comeliness. In other words, if it's unattractive, you know, we, we give honor. <clears throat> Go ahead. Uh, for our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having, having given more abundant honor to the part which lacked. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. Amen. I will just stop there. I mean, we go on and on, but um, some of this is good. We, you know, we need to, we need to remember these things. If so, sometimes it seems like different parts of the body. I, I see, I see sometimes uh, we'll, we'll have folks in our church, even people will uh, get, uh, well, I'll tell you these youth, they really got, they must have some uh, bowel trouble or something. Uh, Ted, you didn't give them uh, brownies made of milk and magnesia, did you? Or, or made with the X-lax or anything like that? My God. I hope it's coming out all right. It ain't come out all right. All right praise God. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I did that to Annie one time. She, she got real mad at me. She, <laughs> they had me teach Sunday school class, and I called her out one time. She was mad for it. She was real bad. She almost didn't marry me. But anyway, <clears throat> no, but sometimes we have, sometimes we have, uh, uh, we get in places in the church where it seems like uh, maybe our part is, is not, um, is not, uh, uh, we, it doesn't get a lot of attention. And so uh, we can, it can seem like we are unimportant, but you know, that's, uh, that's not the case. We're all important. All right. So last time we came together, we talked about. Uh, we, had, we already talked about revelation gifts, uh, three categories of gifts, revelation gifts, power gifts, and um, vocal gifts, or, or um, uh, uh, speaking gifts, you can call them speaking gifts, gifts where you have to, you know, say something, um, where they say something, or you, you speak. Um, so we went over the uh, uh, revelation gifts, which was word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. And then we started on the power gifts. And last time we were able to finish with talking about these gifts, we talked about the, uh, the, the gift of, of faith. Amen. So, uh, or the gift of special faith. Isn't that what we talked about? Uh, the gift of faith or special faith. And it's not uh, the same kind of faith that we receive. You know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Uh, the book of Romans also talks about that to each one of us has been given the measure of faith. Romans chapter 12. So faith, now look at me, y'all. Every one of you have the measure of faith. In other words, God gave you the measure of faith. Or in other words, you have a measure of faith that God gave you. Maybe it's faith as a grain of mustard seed. But each one of us were born with that measure of faith. Each one of us have that measure of faith. Now, God never intended for your faith to stay like a grain of mustard seed. He intended for you to, like a, 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 the word says, intended for you to build on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. He intended you to develop your faith through hearing, hearing the word of God. Um, that's that measure of faith that we're working on. But then that gift of faith that comes with the power of gifts 
is special faith. That's faith that you don't develop. It's faith that is imparted to you from heaven and manifests supernaturally by the Holy Ghost. And it really is extraordinary faith. It's, it's, it's faith that comes uh, to, uh, it's, it's mountain moving, yoke destroying, burden removing. Uh, it, it causes uh, uh, miracles uh, in particular uh, happen as a result of special faith. Healing miracles, uh, creative miracles, um, miracles of signs and wonders and demonstrations happen as a result of that gift of faith. So some of you say, well, how does that gift of faith work? Well, that gift of faith can come on an individual. And um, uh, just as an example, I think Smith Wigglesworth probably functioned and operated in the gift of faith. And uh, so what would happen to Smith Wigglesworth is he would go and he'd pray for different ones. Anyone ever, y'all have heard, of, anybody heard of Smith Wigglesworth? Let me recommend a book. Write it down if you haven't. Some of you have already re read this book because I recommended it years ago. It's called Ever-Increasing Faith. Ever-Increasing Faith. Um, search for a PDF online if you can get one online. But read that book, Ever-Increasing Faith. In fact, if you've already read it, read it again 20 more times. It is an amazing book. It will, it will really stir you up in the area of the miraculous and in the area of special faith and uh, it'll it'll stir it'll stir you to want God to use you in the area of special faith <clears throat> but Smith Wigglesworth operated in that gift of special faith now we can develop our faith in to to grow and to increase in measure um, but special faith gets us beyond where we're capable of growing our faith it's, it's for, for lack of a better term, we start functioning in the faith of God. In the faith. No matter where we're at in our walk or in our life or in the development of our faith, now all of a sudden we're standing in this supernatural faith of God and there's nothing impossible for us. So when Smith Wigglesworth walked under that faith, he would go and he would pray uh, for people that needed a touch from God. For example, there was a fellow in their town. He was, um, he was a shut-in, a bedfast. Uh, he, this fellow was so sick he couldn't get out of bed. He had been given up to die. The town that he lived in, they called this guy Lazarus. I think that's in the ever-increasing faith book. But they called him Lazarus. Well, the Lord spoke to Smith Wigglesworth to go over there and pray for him. And um, I don't remember exactly how the story goes. I, if I'm not mistaken, Smith Wigglesworth went down there and prayed for this guy and prayed for days. He knelt down at this guy, the foot of this guy's bed, and he prayed there for days, waiting on the Holy Spirit uh, to be manifested. You know, if we'd give God days to move, he might move for us. Go ahead, if we'd give him days instead of minutes, if we'd give him days instead of just a few hours, you know, sometimes it takes waiting on the Lord for days to see something break, to see something break, break out or break through. But it said that he prayed there over, the, over this guy. And, um, and finally, the Holy Spirit showed up. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the Spirit of God threw that guy out of his bed. And uh, the Lord raised this guy up from his, uh, from his deathbed. And uh, uh, Smith Wigglesworth, his, him getting over there in that gift of faith, uh, the Spirit of God manifests that gift of faith. And uh, that's what brought that guy up. Wigglesworth went and... and uh, 
threw a guy up against the wall at a funeral home that was dead. Threw him against the wall three times, commanded him to live. First time, he threw the guy up against the wall, commanded him to live, and the guy collapsed in a heap on the ground. He picked him up again, threw him against the wall, commanded him to live again, and the guy fell on a heap on the ground. Third time, he threw him up against that wall, commanded him to live. When he let him go, the guy stood on his feet and was alive. You, you, don't, you don't do that except through some kind of supernatural special faith. And that's what Kenneth Hagin operated in special faith. Now, now here's, the th here's the thing about people that have these special manifestations of the Spirit. Listen to what I'm about to tell you, because this will help you out big time. People that function in these gifts, to them, they don't seem extraordinary or supernatural. When these gifts, like for me, when I function in the gift of um, discerning of spirits, it happens so often and so frequently uh, because that gift works in my life. God gave me that gift. It works. It's not, it doesn't really seem that super, <laughs> it don't really seem that spectacular or supernatural to me. It seems, I mean, I know it's supernatural, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't seem like it's that big a deal. And so what happens when God uses people in these special giftings, in these special areas, um, Kenneth Hagin, I believe, functioned in special faith. I believe he functioned in the gift of faith. Now, he also taught faith. You know, that you could build on the measure of faith that you have. Y'all can see the difference, right, between the measure of faith and the gift of faith. You understand there's a difference? Now listen, if you don't understand that, say something right now and I'll try to help you. You understand there's a, see, it's just like tongues. Everyone wants to put tongues all in the same basket. Well, there are two different kinds of tongues that the Bible talks about, uh, that the Word talks about. There's the uh, tongues, the initial evidence that came upon those that were baptized in the Holy Ghost. And then there's that special gift of divers' tongues, which is a different thing. Now, this is the same thing. There's faith, and then there's spe this special faith that, that goes beyond just... And faith is supernatural to begin with, but this, this even exceeds the, that faith that, we're, that we receive the measure of. So I believe Brother Hagin functioned in special faith, but what happens when people have these giftings working in their lives? These giftings work in their lives so strong that they really believe that anybody could do that, to, could, should do it. And so it's like, you know what? When Brother Hagin taught faith, he taught faith on a level like everyone could function in the same level of faith that he could. The truth was is that not everybody could function in the same level of faith that he functioned in because he functioned in a gift of faith. And... Smith Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth probably believed that anybody could do what he did if they prayed long enough, if they read the Bible enough, if they did some of the things that he did, if they surrendered their life to him. But the reality is, is that there's some things that we're not going to be able to do on the same level that some of these folks have done it because God chose them and anointed them and empowered them with a special gift to do those things. Now, you know what? There's some people who say, well, I don't agree with that. I don't, I don't care whether they agree with it or not. doesn't make it not true. And the, and the, and the, Bible, the Bible says as much. You know, these, these, these giftings are special giftings that God puts on different people. And I think, I think probably Brother Hagin, and I don't know, I didn't know Brother Hagin, but I would think that he would, might even get a, a little bit perturbed with people that didn't function on the same level of faith that he functioned in, not really realizing 
that he had special power. And you see people do it all the time. When, when, we, when we went to the Power and Love Conference and Todd White and, um, and some of those other fellows, I can't ever remember none of the other guys' names. Um, what are the other names, Shree? Some of them. Tom something. Yeah, and anyway, just a, just a, different, a bunch of different ones that, that were, they would get up and they, you know, people, people would want, people would want to come forward and have them pray for them to receive healing. And here's what they would tell people. Don't come up here to receive healing. You have the same power to heal as we have. You know what? That's a lie. That's not, now they don't know they're telling a lie. They really believe that anyone and everyone can operate on the exact same level that they function on. The reality is, is that God gave them a special gift. And God gave them a special gift so that they could stand before you and encourage you and demonstrate to you what uh, we as the body of Christ are capable of when we rely upon the Holy Ghost. But God does it in them in an extraordinary measure, like this special faith. It goes way beyond in order... Uh, in order to attract attention and in order to provoke us to come up higher. But God will do it in the... Now, y'all understand this? You say, are you saying God's respect your persons? No, that's not what I'm saying. God chose them in a particular gift, and he's going to use them in that gift, and he chose you for a particular gift, and he'll use you in that gift. And whatever gift that God uses you in will be extraordinary. For so, so, for example, say Lewis all of a sudden begins to function and operate in the special gift of faith. Well, guess what? Lewis is going to get up and he's going to do faith stuff that I'm not capable of doing. Now, I can work my faith. I can work my faith. But Lewis is going to get extraordinary results because God is using him in the gift of faith. And God will use him to provoke us uh, to develop our faith and to, and to want to grow our faith and to allow the Lord to use us maybe in that area every now and again. But if God gives Lewis the, the gift of special faith, no one's going to outdo him in the area of faith. When he, when he walks in the room, doesn't matter what faith giant is there, if Lewis got a gift of faith, he's always going to outshine everybody when it comes to faith. Because how do you outshine God's faith? And that's what will manifest, you know, through him. You, you get it? You know what? There's nothing wrong with that. But see, some people, because, because of this current generation and, and the entitlement of a generation where they feel like that everyone has to be treated equally and there should be no one that outshines anybody else, in that environment, what, that, that snuck into the church. And so we've tried to make like that God uh, is going to give everyone equal, and that's never been the way that... You know what? God doesn't, God doesn't, dis there's nowhere in these verses of scripture that says that God disperses his gifts equally. No, he gives some this and he gives some that and he gives others this and he gives others that. But see, that's what makes the body diverse and unique and what makes the body effective and makes us powerful to do the will of God is that God disperses as he will. It says as he will, not as we will. As he will, Amen. Listen, don't let don't let the current uh, culture in our nation uh, 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 form ideas in you that don't exist in the Word of God. You know there there are, there are some giftings like those scriptures we're talking about. There are some body parts. Bailey, a beautiful example. Bailey is a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful girl. We see her. We see she's got gorgeous hair. 
she uh, maybe she started to turn red. I'm not trying to embarrass you, Bailey. <clears throat> huh? Gorgeous smile. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not trying to go on. But anyway, so those are the things when we talk about her beauty, we're, 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 we don't go, come up to Bailey and say, you have the most beautiful gallbladder I've ever seen. <laughs> right? Isn't that right? We don't say that. Well, well, well why? Well, because you can't see your gallbladder. We don't say, man, you got a beautiful liver. I have never seen a liver like you. You've got the most gorgeous. You ought to be on the Sports Illustrated liver issue. No, that's not. Why? Well, because you can't see the liver. You know, that, that's, that's those parts that the, the Bible says are less, uh, they're less attractive. Those are your hidden part. But you know what? You can't live without a liver. That's why it's called a liver. <laughs> you can't live. <laughs> you, can't, you can't live without a liver. So you need, you, need, you need that liver. But you know what? I mean, when you go through, when you go through life, it's not like that's what everybody uh, notices about you. It's not what you're complimented for. It's certainly not what is seen. Uh, those parts that are seen are the parts that are acknowledged, and the things that are not seen are less acknowledged, but they're not any less important. And see, that's, that's why I, I read, read on today, is because it's important for you to understand that, you know, some of us, we're looking for God to use us, but we have, many people have this idea that when God uses them, that somehow or another, they're going to shine brightly like a star, and everyone is going to notice them. And, and they're going to be complimented on what they do. And some of you, you're going to step into what God has called you to do. And no one's ever going to acknowledge. Maybe pastor might acknowledge, you know. Maybe myself, Pastor Annie, and a few other people that really know. I'm going to tell you right now. Hilda, um, if it wasn't for the acknowledgement that I give her, probably wouldn't be acknowledged much in this church. But I'm going to tell you right now. This church wouldn't be where it's at today if it hadn't have been for the gift of God that works in Hilda. Hilda has an extraordinary anointing and gifting upon her life to do what she does. And um, honestly, second to me, uh, and this is true for the entire, entirety, entire history of the church, there's no one that's ever been more important in this church. I mean, when you take me out of the equation, as far as, you know, to make the church run and go, there's no one more important than Hilda and the anointing that God has put upon her life. It's not just a talent. It's a gift. It's an anointing that God has given. But you know what? It's not that gift that, did, didn't she, did she teach her last Wednesday? You, then you know. You say, what do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, Hilda, Hilda, is uh, has the ability to communicate but oh, she yeah. but she may not be the most you know some people might not consider her to be the most dynamic speaker she's certainly uh probably the one one of the most informative people that you're going to listen to but you can tell by that you can tell just by i mean she taught last week and i think listen she talked for a living she's a wonderful teacher 
but she's a whole lot different than myself. Right? right? That doesn't make her, see that, and that's the thing. You know, Hilda, and that's why we got to try to, every now and again, give people props. Because, you know, Hilda needs those props. Because she's not out there as much, you know. She's not out there doing it. But that doesn't make her any less important. In fact, like I said, one of the most important people in this body. Amen. Praise the Lord. So uh, get, get that whole idea out of your head that uh, God may even use you in the, in the gift of faith or in the gift of, of the working of miracles or in the gifts of healing. And he might use you in those areas. But some, some people that God has used in, the, uh, in those areas of uh, power gifts didn't necessarily have notoriety and weren't out there in front. Some of those people God uses behind the scenes. But for people that, that God does use that way to say, uh, oh, you know, you can, everybody can do this. That's not true. In a measure you can, because the Bible says that believers ought to lay hands on the sick and the sick should recover. But that's not the same thing as Benny Hinn. Waving his hand and, and a thousand people falling out. It's not the same as Todd White. Todd White has a special gift. Some of those other fellows do too. Especially if what they're telling us is true. And I believe it probably is. Yes. All right. <clears throat> Y'all don't know how bad it bothers us when you laugh when we're listening on, online or, and you guys laugh. We're like, what are they laughing at? <laughs> right, Sheree? We're all like, what are they laughing at? What did they say? <clears throat> um, in regards to healing, um, since we all don't carry the gift of healing um, and you're walking out your own healing, at what point do we need to or at what point should it become does it become evident to us like, hey, we're, we, we need help with this? Okay, so. Does that make sense? Yes. So you're talking, so you're talking about, in, you know, since we don't all have the gifts of healing and manifestation in our lives. If you're talking about personal healing. Okay. So <clears throat> if, if, you're sick in your, if you're sick in your body, because sickness is going to try to come. Y'all know that, right? Now, now the Bible says this, and so fo follow along really closely, because it 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 took me it took me a long time to get this revelation. It's not it's not some the reason why this is hard for us to con to 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 capture to, to to grasp is because it's not an exercise of your mind. This is something that you have to exercise your faith, which is a spiritual commodity. This is not something that has to make sense to you. It's something that just has to be a reality and that you have to accept as a truth, like salvation. If you really thought about it, a virgin birth don't really make sense. And if you wrestled over a virgin birth, and if you knew how the world thought of it. In fact, I heard, I heard a guy, he's a Jewish guy. Well, I'll tell you who it was, it was Gene Simmons. He's a, he's a Jew. And he said, I know Jesus was a Jew. And he says, and you know how... How I know that Jesus was a Jew? He thought his mother was a virgin. 
She thought he was a king. <laughs> oh, he, he went through all this. He said, he's definitely a Jew because they believe all these things about, you know. Anyway, but, but the, that's how the world thinks. The world, when you think according to the world, you can't conceive in your mind of a virgin birth in the, in the natural. Now, you grew up, if you grew up in the United States of America, in a, you know, in a Christian home, it's, it's, it's less for you to, it, it, uh, maybe it's, it's a little less hard for you to grasp that because you've been hearing it all your life. But for people that have never, it, you have to use faith. And so, number one, when it comes to sickness is going to try to come. Why? Because sin entered the world. And when sin entered the world, that's when sickness entered the world. God never intended for man to be sick. God never intended for man to die. God intended for man to live forever, free of sickness, to live in his presence, to physically never die. But when Adam gave up uh, his, uh, in the fall of man, when Adam gave up his birthright and sin entered into the world, it set into motion all of these things. And as, as time has gone on, it's gotten, sin just works in a, in a more and more terrible way uh, in, in man. So if you're born again and God's spirit comes on the inside of you, then in the spirit, in the spirit, you have been restored. But your physical body is still dying as a result of sin. And that won't be changed until Jesus returns and you get a glorified body which will happen in the resurrection of the dead. So without having to explain too much of that, so when sickness is going to try to come, because that's how, that's how sin works. But Jesus, when he died, he died and he eradicated all sickness, all disease, and all infirmity. When he took stripes upon his back. In fact, the Bible says he took... Um, 39 uh, stripes upon his back. Do you know that's one stripe for every sickness that has been discovered? For every sickness that's been discovered. He took a stripe for every sickness that's been discovered. And so 39 stripes he took upon his back. And the Bible says by those stripes we are and we were. And I always say and we... If, 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 if we were, then we are, and if we, and, and if we were, we forever will be. It was settled. It was settled in that when Jesus died on the cross, when he took stripes on the back, our healing was settled. Now, if our healing was settled, why are we struggling with sickness? Well, because our spirits have been recreated. We're born again in our inner man. But sin is still trying to work its work in our natural man. So sickness will try to come. When sickness comes to the heathen, sickness will try to come to the Christian. When sickness comes to the Christian, it will try to jump on the, you know, it's, it's like COVID. It will try to jump on everybody. You know, uh, I, I've never seen Christians get so vicious as they got when it came to, to, to a sickness. You think people would have been settled in their own hearts. But anyhow, so when it comes to personal healing, you can, you can receive healing a lot of different ways. Because the Bible provides, that's why the Bible says there are gifts of healing. 
It's plural. There's lots of ways that the Bible provides for healing. The Bible says that God did special miracles. Special healing miracles happen through the hands of Paul. The Bible says that handkerchiefs and aprons were taken off of his body and were placed upon those that were demon-possessed and those that were sick. And the demons left people's body and the sicknesses were healed <clears throat> because of the anointing and the special gift uh, of miracles that was happening through Paul. People were healed. Peter operated in a special anointing for healing. The Bible says that Peter walked down the street and his shadow pat these are gifts of healing. His shadow passing over people was manifesting healing. Those are so you can be healed through special gifts of healing. In other words, if you're sick, Anna, and I'm up here and all of a sudden the gifts of healing starts to manifest in me, I man, the minute that anointing hits me, I can touch you and you will be healed. Okay. Happened to Ayla the other day, didn't it, Ayla? Ayla had been struggling with pain in her body. Norm, I mean, norm, for, for everybody else, it's normal. Hip pain, baby pain, pregnancy pain. Some of you women know what I'm talking about right now. But the word of the Lord came, and, and, and a prayer was prayed. And so by the, by, super, through supernatural means, uh, Ayla walked out of here. You know what she said? We were, we were eating dinner tonight. She said, I haven't had hip pain since I received prayer. Amen. Now that's now see Ayla, Ayla, she was working her faith, but as she was working her faith, she hadn't yet seen a manifestation. But when the Holy Ghost manifested, so when the Holy Ghost manifests in the area of healing, so if you go to a Benny Hinn operates in the gifts of healing. So if you're at a Benny Hinn crusade and Benny Hinn calls out something that sounds kind of like what you got, that's why you run to the you don't walk to the front, you run to the front. Because there's, the, there's that potential that, that those gifts of healing are in manifestation. And if the Holy Ghost is manifesting those gifts, you can receive your healing just like that. Amen. So gifts of healing, supernaturally, are a way to receive healing. Now, if we don't receive our healing through someone laying hands on us, through someone's shadow passing over us, through a handkerchief that came off of somebody's body, who is anointed. If there isn't a pool of Bethesda that's troubled, then you get in first. If something like that doesn't happen, then um, you can operate in that measure of faith that God gave you to receive healing. So the Bible, the Bible says this. The Bible says, uh, God's word says, um, that as believers will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Well, if the Bible says that, then you can exercise your faith by finding a believer and saying, you know, hey, are you a believer? Um, all right, if you're a believer, the Bible says believers will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Lay your hands on me. I'm believing and joining my faith with yours that I'm going to be healed of this sickness. Amen. And so believers later, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget, I was Southside Oklahoma City at a church called Dayspring and a fellow by the name of Billy Joe Doherty. Of course, he's gone on to be with the Lord, but Billy Joe was over there in South Oklahoma City, and someone had told me, they said, listen, Billy Joe, he gets out there and he ministers healing to sick people. And I was like, ooh, I was excited. But I was used to people that ministered to sick people like Shambot, that slapped people, whacked people, you know, uh, 
I was used to Dave Roberson. He'd call people out. He'd look at them, you know, with his squinty eyes. And, and then he'd, you know, Jesus, day. you know, he'd get wild for a minute. You know, I was used to seeing the spectacular. And Billy Joe got up there. Billy Joe's just a good old boy from Magnolia, Arkansas. And he talked with a southern twang. You know, you could tell he's from Magnolia. He'd get up there, and he was talking about Jesus, talking about how much he loved the Lord. He was way too quiet. Man, I was, I remember I, I squirmed through that. I was, I was squirming through that whole service, like, when you going to get to it, man? When you going to start? I was, I was waiting for him to spit cotton. You understand? I, I, wasn't, I wasn't in this twiddling your thumbs and talking soft. I was like, dude, you're, you're way laid back. And I didn't expect much. But then he said, now he said, many of you have come. He said, how many of you have come believing that God was going to heal you today, that there was going to be a manifestation of healing in your body? Hands went up. There were, I'm guessing there were 1,100, at least 1,100 people there. And uh, this was my home church at the time. It's called Day Springs, South Oklahoma City. And about 1,100 people raised, you know, nearly 1,100 people raised there. Nearly everybody in that place was, needed some kind of healing. And he goes, all right. He said, here's what we're going to do. The Bible says in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, go ye into all of them. He went through that. Preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. These signs shall follow them that believe. He said, the, and he said it again. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. And then he said it again. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. He said, say it with me. And we all said, these signs shall follow them that believe. Then he said, go to the last part. And he went to the last part. He said, they shall lay hands on the sick. Who lays hands on the sick? Believers. Say that when we say believers. Lay hands on the sick. Listen, y'all. You, you got to. Now, see, you're going to have to operate your faith. If the, you know what? If the gift of faith is working in you, you don't doubt that Jesus is going to heal. There's no doubt in you. I mean, when you're functioning in the gift of faith, you could almost fly through the air like Superman. <clears throat> People probably have. But anyhow, <clears throat> he said, uh, if you're a believer, he said, you'll lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. He says, how many believers do we have here? Again, 1,100 hands go up all over the place. He said, if you are, now I was so disappointed, Lewis. Because I wanted to see a line of people get slapped on the head and fall out under the power. And that was not what was about to happen. He said, if you're a believer, I want you to turn to one of those that lifted up their hand that said they were sick. And I want you to lay hands on them. And as believers lay hands upon the sick here today, the sick are going to recover. He said, so turn to the person around you that lifted up their hands in need of a healing. If you're a believer, lay your hands on them and declare, be healed in the name of Jesus. Well, you know what? We all turned around and we began to lay our hands on people. Of course, I was trying to, you know, I thought, I thought you had to really work it up, you know, to get the Spirit of God to do something. So I was like, you know, it's like trying to start an old, kickstart an old Harley. I said, you know, I'm trying, I'm really trying to get it going, you know. But I laid my hands on the person uh, that was around me that was uh, needing a healing. And, and uh, you know what? It wasn't spectacular at all. Wasn't real big demonstrative at all. And in fact, I was, dis I was really disappointed. 
I thought, who got me to come to this meeting? Because after we got done praying, he's like, all right, everybody done? Everybody done? He said, now. He said, if you're here and you had a sickness in your body and there was a manifestation of healing that happened as believers laid hands on you, I want you to step out of your chair. I want you to come up here and line up and I want you to give your testimony because the Bible says that the devil is defeated by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Do you know hundreds of people got out of their chairs and walked to the front of that church and lined up and testified about manifestations of healing in their body and not one person got slapped on the head and fell out under the power by the, by the person doing the ministry. It was believers laying hands on the sick. It was them exercising their faith to lay hands on uh, Paul Trokel, y'all remember Paul Trokel? He came to the church. Paul Trokel, Billy Joe Darty, uh, the church that Billy Joe Darty was a member of when he lived in uh, Magnolia before he started that church in Tulsa, he was, he was a member at the church Paul Trokel was the pastor of. Paul Trokel was the pastor of the church. In fact, you can read it in Jesse Duplantis' book. Paul Trokel was the pastor of the church where Jesse Duplantis had his vision of heaven. And it happened while, while he was there preaching for Brother Trokel. But um, anyway, Billy Joe was, you know, there. And, and he, so uh, Billy Joe's mother uh, stayed there in that church under Paul Trokel's ministry for years. So anyway, they, Brother Trokel was invited by Billy Joe to go with him to Lester Summerall's church. Anybody remember Lester Summerall? Lester Summerall was a... Oh, he was rough. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm <laughs> he looked like he reeked of mothballs in Bengay. But anyway, um, Lester Sumrall had invited this uh, German preacher that had supposedly had great success in ministering healing uh, to people. And so this German guy got up the night before, and Billy Joe was going to preach the, the night after this German fellow. But, but this German guy got up and he began to preach. And, and uh, Paul Trokel said this guy was just up there shouting and preaching and screaming and hollering. And, and uh, he called people up to receive healing and people lined up. And Paul Trokel said he thought it was a little strange. He didn't feel like that things were going the way that the... He felt like the German preacher was a little frustrated that things weren't going uh, the way that he had hoped. So this German guy gets up and he starts slapping people on the head and then... You know, he prays for several hundred, maybe several, couple, maybe a thousand people for healing. And, um, and uh, the German man then says, if you had a manifestation of healing in your body, I want you to get up here and testify. Well, they said that maybe 10 people got up to testify that they'd had a manifestation of healing. Well, Billy Joe gets up the next night and he does his thing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's good to be here today. I'm so glad that you're here. Praise God. Amen. Go go watch some videos of Billy Joe. Oh, yeah. He just laid back a good old boy from Arkansas. He preached his message. At the end of his message, he did the same thing he did at our church. If you're a believer, <laughs> I want you to pay attention to what we're about to read. These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He had them do that at Lester Summerall's church. 
Paul Trokel said that German guy was sitting there, and Billy Joe was so laid back. Listen, Billy Joe was laid back. Here this German guy that was a blowhard was up there just going to town, sweating and shouting, slapping people on the head. And Billy Joe, man, he barely broke a sweat. Now turn to the person next to you, lay your hands on them, command them to be healed in the name of Jesus. You're a believer. You're going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover. They went through the process. After it, after it was all of nobody fell out, nobody got crazy. Billy Joe says, if you received a manifestation of healing, come up here. Brother Trokel said the line went around the entire church and out the door into the foyer. That's how many people received a manifestation of healing that day in that Billy Joe meeting. Laying hands on the sick and the sick recovering as a believer. There's other ways that the Bible provides for us to be healed. The Bible says, call for the elders of the church. Have them anoint your head with oil. Pray over you the prayer. We did that Sunday. Pray over you the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise them up. See, some of you left out of here well on Sunday. Some of you left out of here God touched you on Sunday. Some of you walked through that line, you were like, man. Glory to God. And you know what? We didn't have to, we didn't have to loiter around you. We didn't have to. See, some people get this idea you have to loiter. You have to pray until you feel something. No, listen, when you're doing the Word of God, when you're exercising faith in the Word of God, and that's what we were doing. Listen, we weren't functioning in the anointing for uh, gifts of healing. If it had been the gifts of healing, we may have, uh, I may have stood y'all up and said, now put your hand on your own head. Y'all might have done this, and I said, be healed in the name of Jesus. Y'all have been dragging your butts off the floor an hour later. Because gifts of healing is spectacular like that. But when, when, it, when it's a believer exercising faith in the Word of God <clears throat> and we're uh, doing what the Bible says, anointing people's heads with oil, praying the prayer of faith, the prayer of faith saving the sick, the Lord raising them up. You, you, listen, you just got to do your part and God will do His. Oh, yeah. What's our part? Well, doing what the Word says. Anointing their head with oil, pray the prayer of faith. Bible says prayer of faith will save the sick, the Lord will raise them up. Not only that, but you get forgiveness in the thing too. And if he's committed any sins, they'll be forgiven. Man, that's just a bonus. Amen. That's like buy one, get one. Except you didn't have to buy nothing. It was already paid for. Isn't that good? Amen. So that, that's another way we can receive. So there are different ways that the Word of God has provided for us to be healed. You want me to, you want me to tell you the way that you ought to depend on regular now? Are, let me ask you this. Are the gifts of healing always in manifestation? No. What, what does the Bible say about the gifts of healing? They, they manifest as... So if he wills it, then it'll manifest. And there are sometimes, I don't know why, but sometimes he doesn't will to do that. That's not what he... If I could get him to will to do it, I'd flip the switch every day. Every time we got together, I'd flip the switch. Every time something tried to come on me, I'd flip the switch... Lay hands on myself and then shut it off. Amen. But it works as he will. But do you know what works every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week? The word of God. <laughs> you can work the word of God 24-7. It always works. Amen. And so really the primary way that God has provided for his people to, to receive their healing is through faith in his word. Believe in what he said. 
You say, but pastor, what if I don't feel good right away? We, we, do, we don't determine whether we receive our healing based on how we feel. Feelings are the voice of your body. And healing was provided uh, by Jesus uh, in the spirit. And so we have to receive it in the spirit. And once we receive it in the spirit, it will manifest in our bodies. Amen. So I don't wait. I don't wait for my body to tell me I'm healed. I agree with heaven and I, I get in alignment with heaven in the spirit and I receive my healing long before it ever manifests. Amen. And that's what, that's what we have to do. Now, here's the thing. Some people say, well, but is it God's will for me to be healed? Let, let, me, let me ask you a question. If it wasn't, and people were, and people were being healed, how can I, how can I say this? Um, There were no exemptions made when the Bible said, by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. It didn't say people, only the people that I choose, only the people that I will to be. There's nothing in the book that says that. He was wounded for our transgressions. Let me ask you a question. Whose transgressions was he wounded for? Who is that? Let me ask you, do you believe he was wounded for your transgressions? What does that mean? That means because of your sin. Do you, be, do you believe it's God's will for everyone to be saved? Does God want to forgive every one of their sins? Okay. He was, so in the scripture that talks about healing, it says he was wounded for our transgressions. In other words, he was beat and, and he suffered and he died so that your transgressions could be forgiven. He was bruised for our iniquity, for our lawlessness. How many of you believe God's forgiven every will and has forgiven and will forgive every man for their lawlessness? You believe that? It's for everybody, right? It's not. It's not. Well, he willed it for Brandon, but he didn't will it for Denny. Does that seem right to you? That doesn't, right? Why? Because we know the Bible doesn't teach that. What he did for God so loved the world, he gave his Son. See, we think that only pertains to the forgiveness of sins, but it's everything that Jesus did on the cross. Everything that he did on the cross is for everybody. Not just the forgiveness of sins. Everything he did on the cross is for every man. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we're healed. So is it God's will for everyone to be healed? Listen, don't ask that question no more. It's been answered. Yes, just like it's his will for everyone to be forgiven of their sins, just like it's, every, uh, it's his will for everyone to, uh, uh, to uh, be forgiven of their uh, lawlessness, it's God's will to heal everyone. And so when we approach God, we say, Lord, if it be thy will to heal this one, heal them. Here's, here's what we're doing. We are not aligning ourselves with the word. And the Bible says we shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord if we're double-minded. Because a double-minded man is unstable. God's not going to get behind. God's not going to get behind something that contradicts his word. So we have to align ourselves with his word.
<laughs> all right. D did you understand that? Yes, Anna. It's all right. Sorry. Okay. So with that being said, just because I want to make sure that I understand correctly. So the, gi the gift of healings are spectacular. And every time that a believer exercises their faith in the word, healings will manifest. As a believer, just an, just an example, I can believe through faith in the word of God for spectacular miracles for myself. Sure you can. Okay, but what if I don't have the gift of faith? Then it's not going to operate for other people? No, that's not... You, when you when you function in your in in the measure of faith that God gave you, you're functioning in the supernatural, because faith is not a faith is not a faith doesn't uh, come from your mind, from your body, from your soul. Faith is a spiritual commodity. Faith was given to us by God. We have the me in other words, God has given us the measure of faith. God's given us a portion of his faith to develop and now it's not like God took his faith and he gave it to us but he gave us the same kind of faith that he has the same way he functions he operates he, uh, he, he created us to function and so your faith will produce supernatural results for yourself and for others your, your faith can produce supernatural results for yourself and like if 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 Nikki was in need of a healing, and she's like, Anna, pray for me. And you're like, well, I don't really, I don't sense the anointing. I don't feel like the gifts of healing are in my So you're not going to go to Nikki and be like, man, the, the gift ain't working right now. You're going to say, listen, the gift ain't working, but God's word's made provision. And through faith, we can, we can, we can take this word, amen, and we can call those things that be not as though they are. Amen. We can take and we can look at something. Here's what the Bible says. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Well, what are we hoping for? If Ayla was here, I'd ask her. She's, she had to excuse herself for a moment. But anyway, Ayla said when she go to the hospital, she would tell people this. She'd say, we're going to minister to your loved one and we're going to believe God, and they're going to receive their healing. Do you know what those people would say? Every time, not sometimes, not, not, and not just, not just unbelievers, but believers. Everyone said, because people lack faith, everyone says, you know what they say? I hope so. I hope so. Hope is not faith. Faith gives substance. Amen. Faith gives substance to something that is currently invisible. Faith, now listen, it's not that faith uh, uh, in that very moment produces that thing. Faith becomes the, faith becomes the reality of that thing happening. Faith gives substance to the things that are hoped for and is the evidence of those things that aren't seen with the natural eye. And so when people say, I hope, see, that's when Ayla said, <laughs> thank God for Ayla. Ayla said, 
We need to get a piece of paper and put some scriptures down to build people's faith so that they won't just hope. So they won't say, I hope so. Because hope, how many of y'all know, it's good to have hope, but hope doesn't produce miracles. Isn't that right, Ayla? Hope does produce But faith, amen. So I hope you can get this. When you get in faith, see, we, we, think, we think that, that faith um, causes a manifestation, and that manifestation is the answer. What we don't understand is that faith takes on the substance of that thing that we're asking for. So whether we see it manifested in that moment or not, we know we have the answer. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. When you're really in faith, listen, when you're really in faith, it doesn't matter what your body says. You're persuaded by faith and not what your body says. I mean, literally, it is supernatural. It really is supernatural. So some of us are like, man, I really believed. That's good. Belief is our, believing is first steps. You say, what's the difference between faith and believing? Well, I can believe in, I can believe in melody. I, in fact, I do believe in melody. You know why? I see her. She is right here. I believe in her. I believe that she is who she says he is, she is. Why? Because she told me. She speaks. We have spoken. I have touched her. She has touched me. I have felt her. She is real. I know she, I believe in her. But there's a difference between believing in melody and having faith in melody. See, you can believe in God. You can believe in the things that he says. But having faith in God is... Come on, somebody. Are y'all getting this? <laughs> Two different things. Because, <laughs> Ted, I might could... Believe in Ted, but I have no, I, I have no, if, if, if Ted and I are sharing a hotel room, which we did many, many times, now I believe in Ted, I, I, know, I know Ted is real. I've spoken with, we, we, we spent time together. I believe in Ted. There are some things I don't have faith in Ted about. I don't have faith that if I go to sleep with a donut on the nightstand, I don't have faith that Ted will leave that alone. You understand? <laughs> I don't have faith. I don't have faith that when I wake up, it'll still be there. <laughs> so we can believe and, and not really have faith. So what faith does is faith settles it. One translation says this. Faith is the title deed. Faith is the... When you have the title deed, even if you never step foot on the property, you don't have to step foot on the property when you, listen, you don't have to, you don't have to go walk on the land to know it's yours when you have the title deed. Once you have the title deed, it's like it's mine. Somebody says, yeah, but I'm, 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 I went out there. I don't care if you went out there, it's still mine. It ain't yours, it's mine. I have the title deed. I'm going to build a house. No, you ain't. If you do, it'll be mine. 
because I have the title deed. Amen. So that's the way, see, that's the way healing is. And what will happen is when you're really in faith, now don't let this discourage you at all. Most, most Christians, most Christians, maybe they, they, they experience faith in their, in their walk with God, but many of them, they never pay close enough attention to when their faith worked and it, and, it, and it really was faith and then the times that they just got in their head and were believing something. Faith is not an exercise of the mind. When faith kicks in, it's settled, literally. Nobody can talk you out of it. Your body crying out with, with pain can't, can't convince you otherwise. In fact, many times, when I, get, when I get over in the realm of faith, I don't know when something, there have been times I didn't know when something manifested. I started, y'all watched me hobble around for nearly two years with plantar fasciitis, maybe longer. Maybe It might have been two years I hobbled around plantar fasciitis. I finally went to the foot doctor, and he shot some cortisone in my foot. And it alleviated the pain for about six months. But when the pain came back, it came back with a vengeance. And it was much worse, much worse. Now people were telling me stuff to do, but you know what? I'm not good at forming habits like rolling, rolling my foot on. I, I keep missing prayer on Wednesday. I'm supposed to be praying Wednesday morning, 6 a.m. I, I, I forgot this morning. Thank God Carolyn jumped on there and saved my behind. Twice she has the past two weeks. But anyhow, um, I'm, I'm real bad about, you know, getting, getting in, the, in the, so for me to roll my foot on a ball every day, to put on a, a, a to put something in my shoes every time I change my, you know, I'm, you know how long that lasts? That lasts about three days. <laughs> and I'm done with it. I'm done with it. So finally, my, now listen, for two and a half years, I, every time it would hurt. And you can, ask, you can ask Annie, you can ask Cherie, you can ask, ask Ted, you can ask anyone that was around me during that time. Every time I feel pain, I just say, thank you, Lord, for my healing. Thank you, Lord, for health and wholeness in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that by the stripes of Jesus, I am, I was, and I forever will be healed. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I didn't pray and ask him to heal me. I'm already healed. I thanked him for my healing. Now, you know what? At first, I was believing. And at some point, now I don't know when, but at some point, it was just settled. At some point, my confession went beyond just me saying something to, to get my mind working in that direction. It wasn't just an incantation. I, I wasn't trying to say it because I thought the more I said it, the more, the, more pers the more I would persuade God. That wasn't why I was doing it. I wasn't even trying to persuade myself. I was trying to get over there in the realm of faith. And so I just kept saying, thank you, Lord, for healing, health, and wholeness. I'd get up hobble around. Thank you, Lord, for healing. I'd sit down after service. I'd be like, thank you, Lord, for healing, health, and wholeness in the name of Jesus. I'd walk out of the car into the hotel. Shree would watch me hobble out of that car uh, to the door. And I'm like, thank you, Lord, for healing health and wholeness. I thank you, Father, that I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you paid it all for me. And, but at some point, it was settled. It was settled. I can't even tell you when it, I can't even tell you when it manifested. All I know is that I don't hurt anymore. Amen. All I know is that it's gone in the name of Jesus. And it hadn't come back in Jesus' name. And it's not going to come back. So, so, 
So some things takes long, seem to take long. Now, there have been some things I said, thank you, Lord, for healing, that it was almost immediate that there was a manifestation. Then there have been other things, like that, that plantar fasciitis now is the thing that took me the longest to work my faith for. I don't know why. It seems like something so simple. Allergies tried to come on me. I whipped that in about a year. But it took a year for me to develop my faith to that, to that place. So it's still supernatural. It may not be super spectacular, now, but the gifts of healing. Most of the time, that happens in a spect because it's, it's like healing on, it'd be like regular healing on steroids. It bumps it up. It, you, it's, it's functioning in, the, in divine healing on a higher level. On a higher level. It happens, it happens in a more spectacular fashion. Does that make sense? Did that answer your questions now? <laughs> and I'm just going to explain. It did answer my question okay. because on Sunday, I was dealing with pain and uh, sciatic nerve pain in my own body uh -huh. and I had been what I thought was faith yeah. all morning mm -hmm. and I'm like dude what's happening man this is this is it's annoying when you have pain like that it's annoying but I went through the line in the morning and I still even had a little bit of pain I went over to Shree's house and I even told Shree I said dude Shree lay your hands on me I'm like this is this ridiculous. She's like, you better quit. You know, she's got the gift of faith. So she's like, it's already done, sister. Stop it, you know. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Amen. Okay, it's done. And then, I, but I, you know, that night, uh, Pastor Ben prayed. And I don't know at what time I received, I, either I received or it manifested, whatever. But I just noticed it was gone. Yeah. So for me, I just wanted to understand a little more. Okay, whose faith did that? Or what did that? Was it my faith? Was it the elders anointing me with oil? Or was it Pastor Ben that did it? So that's why I asked all the questions, just because I'm like, I'm trying to understand where do I need to, obviously I need to press through more just for me by myself, because not every day the elders are going to anoint you or Pastor Ben's going to be here. And I don't want to be that person that's running to every Benny Hen conference. Right, yeah. So we shouldn't, we shouldn't, because because the main way that God has given us to receive our healing is through faith in his word. And, but if you're, you know, if you're wrestling and you're not having success, then sometimes you need someone to join their faith with yours. And the Bible provides for that. You get believers to lay hands on you, get the elders of the church to agree with you, pray the prayer of faith. Those are ways that the Bible provides for us to join our faith with others to receive healing. And so for you, it's just a multiple sources of people joining their faith together with yours and God being able to do it, you know? Um, and that's, that's the thing. Healing, divine healing, the source of divine healing is God. Our, our faith aligning with what the Word of God says may be the uh, avenue through which we receive that healing. But the source is always God, whether it's through the gifts of healing, um, even if it's functioning through Brandon or through Ted or through Ayla or whoever, um, the source of that really is the Lord. Uh, it's provided by God uh, through, through the manifestation of his spirit. Um, but uh, um, just through different methods.
Some, one, one person asked me, they said, uh, are doctors used by God? I, I think so sometimes. You know, I do. I think God sometimes uses doctors. Um, I, think, I think advancements in medicine um, have, I think the Lord is behind uh, some of that, much of it. Um, we act like we're, we act like we're sharp and bright and all that. You know, men are idiots. All of us, no matter who we are. Now, I know that there are some that are more brilliant amongst us than others, but God is the most brilliant. And sometimes men don't give the credit where credit is due, especially if they're not uh, born again. Some people think, well, if these were wicked men, was it really God that gave it to them? Man, you got to read the Old Testament. God took wicked people and used them to get his work done many, many times, the Old Testament. So, um, praise God. Melody, you got a question? <laughs> because I've been trying to, you know, the believing and the faith. Yes. And, you know, I'm right at the edge of my seat. Trying yes, to yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, is belief, believing is more in your head. Yes. Okay. And so faith is more accepting the manifestations. And so if you're having trouble with it, you just need to get more into the manifest. Yeah. It, we, the way we develop faith for the things that God has for us, the Bible says there are several ways. Faith comes by hearing mm -hmm. and hearing the word of God. So if you wanted, if you want to develop faith for the things that God has for you, then what you want to do is you want to tank up on the word. Let me say this. Some people, they say, well, I've gotten in the word. Yeah, but you also got on Google. Google. You know, they start Googling things and they start looking at other. You, yeah, you, you've, got, you've got to overdose on, on the word of God. You, you have to start. You, you know, the Bible says that we're renewed in our minds by the word. That, um, and that's, that's what happens when, we, when the word of God comes. It, it really cleans our mind. Well, if we're allowing other thoughts and other processes, if we're trying to adopt several different kinds of thinking concerning healing, and we're trying to get those things to occupy the same space as we are the word of God, well, those things are going to hinder God's word. So you can't have a little bit of Buddhism, a little bit of New Ageism, a little, little bit of Hinduism, Santeria. You know, you listen, you can't be getting out red strings and putting it on people's heads. You can't be putting in the name of Jesus and then praying in tongues and rubbing an egg over somebody's body. That don't, that don't line up with the word of God. You know, so, you know, some people, someone, someone broke out sage. You know, it's like there's some people, and this is more than one person. I've, I've heard of this happening, you know. Uh, <laughs> and I know that there's some people, they get caught, they, they get caught up. They go to some, uh, you know, some, um, uh, con well, not conference, but uh, what would you, some gathering. And they'll, uh, they'll be like, well, he, they, you know what, I've, you might say to someone, I've been trusting the Lord for healing. Well, I just happen to have this healing crystal. Right. <laughs> now listen, this is, don't, I mean, I know some of y'all are like, 
But that's but some people they really you know they they don't, because they don't know any better they don't know what the word of God teaches. The word of God speaks specifically expressly against those things because those things have to do with divination and those things open up the door to evil spirits and a lot of people don't understand that a lot of their problems come because they opened up the door to the enemy through those kinds of things god don't use crystals he uses the name of his son and the stripes that were laid upon his back that that's it that's it you know jesus jesus is the way Muhammad is not a way. There is no other way. Jesus said, I am the gate. If you're going to get in, you have to come through me. Some people say that's so exclusive. Yes, on purpose. That, that's the way. That is the way. That's the way the word of God gives. So we got to stick with the word. So we renew our minds with the word. And what that does is it, it, it pushes out all that sage burning ideas and the crystal wearing and 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 um, you know uh, Mother Earth, you know. Uh, are y'all hearing what I'm talking about? Yeah. Listen, the Native Americans, when we when we go to the res, when we go to the res, them people believe in Jesus and the medicine man, some of them, and so they be go they be talking about, hey, this is good medicine. No, that ain't good medicine. That's what's got you jacked up. That's what's got you still at the bar. That's what got you. That's why your son's dead. That's why they're. That's why on the reservation they're committing suicide, at alarming. Do you know the devil will always drive you to try to kill yourself? Isn't that right, Bailey? I mean, I know. Some of y'all know. When the enemy was up in there, now, different ways he'll. he'll Ashree, he'll try to get you to drink yourself to death. You know you're killing yourself. You do it anyway. One Saturday night, your life will pass before your eyes, and the next Saturday night, you're doing the exact same thing. Can't help yourself. Because the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And the devil wants to take you out before you can get to heaven. So the word of God, if we get the word of God in there, it leaves no room for the enemy. It leaves no room for a lie. Some people say, don't do it, it'll drive you crazy. No, it won't drive you crazy. It will, it will lead you to the place of faith. So faith being, faith is a believing everybody can do it. You know, there is a, there is a, uh, how, how would you say it? A, um, I heard Kevin Hagen use the term. Um, there are different kinds of faith, like uh, just regular uh, human human faith, uh, where like when you sat in that chair, you know you had faith that's going to hold you up. Now, of course, you know you're small. I have to exercise a little more faith that that chair is going to hold me up. But but I do it all the time. Sometimes my faith, <laughs> sometimes my faith, my own human faith. <laughs> was a little more than what the chair could handle. But anyway. <laughs> but I believed and had faith. You know, then there, there's that human element, you know, that, that we've given. But that spiritual, supernatural faith that produces supernatural results, that comes out of our spirit. And, and don't get me wrong. You, you, your mind is a part of the process. 
but it's a, it's a spiritual thing that you're looking to have happen. And you, listen, you can't, you can't, <laughs> you have to be, you just have to be committed to the process. And it will work out the way it needs to. Ayla, you got something you want to add? Yeah. Um, I heard Kenneth Hagin say this one time. He said, just like in the natural, we know that two plus two equals four. Like if somebody comes and tells us two plus two is actually five, it doesn't matter what they say, how many times they say it, we're not going to believe it because we know for a fact two plus two equals four. And he said when you have faith for something, it doesn't matter what is said to the contrary or what you feel to the contrary because you know for a fact that it's done. Amen. And you see how the devil, he'll be trying to work against the word of God by trying to get us to embrace things that we know good and well aren't the truth. You know, when the Bible says that God created man, uh, and when he created him, he created him male and female. Now, you may have a heart for people that are a part of the LGBTQ+, plus, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, community. My heart goes out to these people that are part of this community. But... Um, I'm not going to advocate for something that contradicts the word of God. I'm going to love these people. My heart's going to go out to them. But when God created man, he created them male and female. Not non-binary. Males were born with penises. Women were born with vagina. That's the way it is. That's the way it's always been. You can't just wanna. You can't just wanna be something else, and it be okay, because that's not the way that they. You have to. <laughs> you just have to be who you be, and it's okay to be an effeminate man. You're just an effeminate man. Just because you're an effeminate man doesn't mean you're a woman. It's okay to be a butch woman. Is that, is that politically incorrect right now? I don't even know. I mean, because you never know from day to day. If you're a masculine woman, I'll say it that way. If, if, you're, a, if you're a masculine woman, that don't mean you're, it don't mean you're a man. You're just a masculine woman. Heck, if you want facial hair, it ain't going to take long. Just let it be. It'll, it'll come eventually. But you ain't got to be a man to have facial hair. Listen, I've been to the Holiness Church. I've been to the Holiness Church. I've seen some women with facial hair. <laughs> so anyhow, but we, we got to stick with the Word of God. So I hope that answers your question, Melody. What we do is we overdose on the Word. We overdose on the word. Uh, when, when, if, you're, if you're going through the process, and maybe, you know, maybe y'all don't spend as much time as some other people do in the word and in prayer, but especially when you're going through a time when you need for God to do something for you, if you'll just spend more time in prayer and in the word, and not, not as a payment, but as a process. Don't, don't get discouraged in the process because you're not going into that process to try to force God or manipulate God to do something. If you go into the process trying to force or manipulate God, you're going to get frustrated. When is it going to happen? 
Your question when already said where you're at. You still think it's coming. It already happened. What you've got to get settled with is that it's done, and you've got to get to that place where you're like, I receive it. No matter what, I receive it in the name of Jesus. How long before the manifestation? I don't care how long. I don't care if, honestly, if they bury me, if they had buried me in that plantar fasciitis, if there hadn't been a manifestation of healing, that wouldn't have changed my mind or my heart about my healing. I'd have stood before Jesus and I'd have said, thank you for everything that you did for me in regards to healing. Amen. To me, it doesn't matter how long it, how long the, it takes for the manifestation to arrive. When I, when, I, when I get to the point where my faith works and I receive it, it then it doesn't matter. It's done. Because faith says it's done. Faith says it happened. Faith says it's already occurred. When my body starts talking, my faith is like, no, it's already done. I don't even know what you're saying. It's already done. It's already done. We've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> I was going over my notes on faith, and I had written something that Ayla said at Healing Room. She said, faith isn't frustrated. And True. I was like, come on, Jesus. True. That, that right there, if we if we thought about that, then it would get rid of a lot of the issues did that we have in our Did y'all hear what that, that, that is a true statement. When you're walking in faith in any area, whether it be healing, whether it be for your ministry, whether it be, if you're, if you, if, if you're in any way frustrated as a member of this church, frustration ought to tell you that's, that's where you're lacking in your faith. Right there is a place where you can really find a greater measure of faith in God because it's that place that just that frustration identifies. That's where I, I need to focus some attention and settle some things. The other Cause, thing... Because oh. frustration is always, uh, always, not sometimes, it is always a, a sign that you're, you're not really functioning in the faith in that area. The other thing I think is like, you know, when you talk about you don't know when you received your healing, you can come to a place where you're walking in faith where the pain doesn't even have a voice. It, may, it can still be there, but you're, at a, you're walking in a place of faith where then when the pain leaves, you don't recognize it because you no longer let the faith drive you. Well, when you, when you live in faith, you can have a sickness working in your body, a bad sickness, a terminal illness, and it can't kill you. It's there, but it's not going to kill you because the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. And the Bible says that same spirit will quicken you. I knew a woman who was in her 90s oh, yeah. that uh, she never, she, the, the only time, the first time she was at the doctor and the only time was when she was born. I talked to her, Grandma Thompson, she'd preach on cassette tapes and send them out to her friends. Oh, yeah. She came to revival services out and she's a little church of God lady, man. And uh, a little holiness lady. She still didn't believe in uh, makeup and ear bobs and, and wore long skirts and long shirts. She loved the Lord with all of her heart. I loved her. She was awesome. She was a powerful lady. Oh, yeah. One day, you know, she came to every... She, you know, she wouldn't miss revival service. All these young people miss out. She'd come every day. Snow, ice, wind, rain. She came no matter what. But she, she felt like she had the flu. Her family took her to the doctor. She was protesting, but 
she went with them because, you know, they, they dragged her there. The doctor examined her. They did all kinds of tests. Um, they brought her back. The doctors told the family she's eaten up with cancer. It's everywhere in her body. There, they said, we don't think there's a place in her body where she doesn't have cancer. The doctor said this, she should be, I, we don't even know how she's alive. She should, because this cancer is not, this cancer is old. It has been there a long time. They said we could tell by the nature of it and they, you know, how they looked at it. It's been there a long time. We don't know how she's alive. Family said, how long does she, ha how long does she have? He said, they said, she should be dead. I don't, get, I don't give her any more than two weeks. Then they told grandma. Grandma, you have cancer. You don't have, all you got is two weeks. Two weeks to the day she died. Do you know why she died two weeks? She didn't have any other word but God's word up till then. They introduced another word and another plan. Two weeks later, she's dead. That cancer couldn't kill her. Ronald Coyne, the guy I talk about, got his eye poked out and could see out of that glass eye. That guy, that guy, he had a glass eye and could see out of it because healing was his. Dude could see out of a glass eye. God didn't give him a new eye. The dude saw out of an empty socket. You know what Ronald Coyne testified to? He said if his faith ever wavered, seeing in that eye would get real dim and he'd have to build up his, holy, his most holy faith. Praying in the spirit. He said once he got his faith back to the place where it needed to be, he said his vision would clear up in that eye and he could see just as clearly. Amen. Heck, I prayed for a kid who was cross-eyed. He was so cross-eyed. He was so cross-eyed, Brandon, that half of his, the color of his eye would disappear in, in this, you know, looking inward. It was bad. Both of his eyes would almost disappear. I laid hands. We heard we heard two pops when I laid hands on him. I felt the air hit the palm of my hand when God fixed this kid's eyes. I took my hands off. He was well. I saw his brother about 15 years later. His brother was like, "You remember me? I was in that service. God healed my brother of cross-eyedness." I was like, "Yeah." He said, "Do you know what? Every time my brother would lie to my mother, his eyes would cross." They would go back, and until he told the truth, he said, when he told the truth, they'd pop right back. But he said, anytime he tried to get off into, into foolishness, his eyes would cross just like they were. He said, God never let him get away with anything. So you, that, that's how we got to see. See, some, some of you waiting for the doctors to give you the report. Doctors think I'll give you the report. You got to tell whatever's working in you. You have no authority in this body. I, you, you know, you, all of y'all need to start saying this. I'm not going to die sick. I'm not going to die sick. When I die, the Lord's going to either I, this way. I imagine it. The Lord's going to show up, or He's going to come. He's going to talk to me, whether it be through a dream, a vision, whether it's through an inward witness, whether it's through uh, whether He shows up in person. But somehow, the Lord's going to be like Zig. Next Friday, you have an appointment with me. 5 p.m., you're done. It's time to come home. So you're going to punch your ticket, 
you're going to jump on board, and you're out of here. I'm coming to get you. Once I know, it's party time, baby. For however long I have left, I'm going to call everybody. Hey, listen, next Friday, 5 o'clock, I'm out of here. Y'all need to get over here. I mean, if you want, if, we, if, we, if we're going to talk, you know what? My, see, she, she's setting a reminder for me next Friday, 5 p.m. No, dummy. Not next Friday. Not for real. But you know, you know what I'm saying? If the Lord says so, that's how I'm going. I'm not going any. So if you say, oh, I'm, I'm going to die preaching. I don't want to die preaching. I don't want y'all to have to haul me out of here. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to sleep, go home, go to sleep, and be gone. I'm going to meet with Jesus, hang out with him. And when I'm gone, don't be trying to raise me. Just let me be. Lest the enemy try to come try to get me early. But anyhow, all right. Did you receive something today? All right, praise the Lord. We didn't get to, again, we didn't get to the gifts, the working of miracles, but we will. This is helping y'all, isn't it? Amen. It's building you up in your faith and helping you to understand about the gifts of the Spirit. Amen. Let me say this, frustration and faith, they don't go hand in hand. I know some of you can say, but pastor, didn't you say that sometimes, you know, when you're walking after the Lord and you get in the Spirit, you can, you can get kind of agitated and irritated and things of that nature. That's being unsettled. That's being unsettled. Not frustrated. Frustration is a different thing. Frustration causes you to want to throw in the towel. Um, being unsettled kind of drives you forward. Unsettled makes you want to look for that place where you can become established. And that's how the Spirit of God deals with you. The Spirit of God, He don't deal with you in a way that makes you want to give up. You might get irritated too in the Spirit. I've gotten irritated when I was in the Spirit with certain things. But there's always things that were godly, not silly things. Things that were right. Things that were had to, had to do with uh, God's righteousness. And uh, those kinds of things. But anyhow... All right, Father, thank you for all that you've said and done here today. We pray, Lord, that your spirit will continue to work with us. God, as we go out of here tonight, go with us. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you that you're so good to us, Lord. Continue to uh, lead us and guide us concerning the things of the spirit. We will be sure to give you all the glory and praise for all that you do in us. Uh, Lord, we thank you that Friday that we're going to see people touched and healed uh, by the spirit, Baptist and mercy. I thank you, Lord, that as we go lay hands on the sick, the sick are going to recover in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that nothing's going to stand in the way and stand in the path of you manifesting your healing and delivering and miracle-working power through your people in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you that uh, as we continue to pursue you in this season, you're going to continue to reveal yourself in Jesus' name. Amen.